Whether you are starting a business or running a business, maybe you are producing a podcast like The Kara Golden Show. Let's face it, it's always way harder than one might expect. Lots of little details, meticulous planning, producing product, guest coordination, editing, promoting each episode. It's all a ton of work. Managing merchandise, managing cases and book sales too, layer after layer of complexity. And if you're like me, looking for ways to operate more efficiently and effectively is the name of the game. That's why I'm going to let you in on a little secret. ShipStation, the tool that is here to help you and you need to know all about it. With ShipStation, you can integrate with all the places you sell online, optimize your shipping, save costs and time. Personally, ShipStation has been a lifesaver for me. Its automation features allow me to manage orders from anywhere and print shipping labels with just a click. Seriously, it's that easy. And the cost savings? Unbelievable. With discounts up to 89% off carrier rates, you can't go wrong. Significant savings. And who doesn't want that? An easy-to-use dashboard, robust reporting. Oh, and did I mention that over 130,000 companies have leveraged ShipStation to grow their businesses? Not much churn either. 98% of them stay with ShipStation because it truly works. ShipStation is it. So if you're ready to streamline your shipping process and focus more on what you love, head over to ShipStation.com, the innovative tool that helps turn your shipping challenges into opportunities for growth. Go to ShipStation.com and use code CARA to sign up for your free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, code CARA. Use code CARA for a free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, promo code Kara. But I truly believe that if you can get up more times than the next person or just get up one more time, you'll get there. I am unwilling to give up. That I will start over from scratch as many times as it takes to get where I want to be. I want to be. You just want to make sure you will get knocked down, but just make sure you don't get... Knocked out, knocked out. So your only choice should be go focus on what you can control, control, control. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Kara Golden Show. Join me each week for inspiring conversations with some of the world's greatest leaders. We'll talk with founders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and really some of the most interesting people of our time. Can't wait to get started. Let's go. Let's go. Hi, everyone. It's Kara Golden, and we're here this morning with the Kara Golden Show. And I'm so excited for my next guest. She is the founder and CEO of an incredible product that, if you haven't been hiding under a rock, you've seen this product out there and hopefully tried this product. If you have not tried this product after you hear Lainey talk a little bit more about the story, I'm sure that's going to entice you to go out and give it a try. But Lainey Crowell is the founder and CEO of a company called Say. It's uh, You may have seen it and not known how to pronounce it, but it's S-A-I-E. And uh, she is the founder and CEO of Say, a clean beauty brand that uses biodegradable ingredients prior to starting Say. She worked for Estee Lauder and 
that's when she really came to understand kind of the the interest and the value around uh, clean beauty and just by kind of being around it uh, throughout those years. And the Liquid Lip Balm won Elle's Innovation Award for lip, and her mascara is absolutely fabulous as well. And uh, yeah, I mean, we're just going to jump in and hear a lot more about her journey and her adventure and about the company. And welcome to the show, Lainey. Thank you. I'm I'm so excited to be here. I have so much to say. You know, where should we start? Well, I, I think the first step is who was Lainey as a little kid? Like, did you always know that you were going to be in fashion, beauty, an entrepreneur? All that. Tell me kind of the backstory. Sure. So I, my mom was a diplomat. We grew up abroad. I was in China. We eventually landed in Paris. And Paris was incredible. I went to a French school. I drove, took the bus every day to school. And there were, you know, all of the big fashion houses that I would drive by every day and look in the windows of Dior. And I think also just the French women, they were so inspiring to me, the pharmacies on every corner with the, um, you know, French skincare. And so I I was a beauty junkie really early. I even remember the first time I bought Allure with Amber Valletta on the cover. And um, I even did a lot of sketching of fashion. So I loved fashion and beauty from really, really early. I didn't even know what the word entrepreneur was. My dad was a lawyer. As I mentioned, my mom worked for the Foreign Service. So I went to school for math and economics at Pomona College. You're growing up, you're definitely living in Paris uh, and being exposed to fashion and beauty led you to have this interest and you were definitely looking at finance and, and economics you were talking about at, at as maybe a career or were you, how were you thinking about that? I think I was just good at math and, you know, you're so young when you go to college, you don't, yeah. how anyone could expect you to have any clue what you want to do. I, I don't know, but yeah. I was good at math. And so I naturally started doing that. I think the other thing was that I, my family moved to California when my mom retired. And when we moved to Northern California, all of a sudden I was exposed to this whole world of holistic living. And it's just part of life there. You know, you're outdoors, you're eating fresh foods. Um, there's a totally different way of approaching your health. So where were you at Northern Cal? My family has been in San Rafael, which is in Marin. It's, my, it's the town right next door to me. No way. <laughs> yeah. So. I'm going to go visit my grandma in a couple weeks. She's 98 and I haven't seen her since the pandemic started. So I'll have to come by and wave to you. Yeah, um, for sure. So, you know, you know, it's just, you're, you're living a really clean life and it's just normal. That's what everyone's doing. And so I think it really was that marriage of being in Europe and then being in California where that I now look at say, and I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is exactly what say is all about. You know, we want things to be beautiful and luxurious and still be good for us and not have to compromise on anything. I love it. So you ended up starting out your career at SD Lauder. Well, my career actually started in magazines. Oh, so interesting. Okay. I moved to New York 
wanting to be in magazines. And when I look back on how it all happened, it was, I ran into the editor in chief, Kim France of Lucky Magazine at Banana Republic one day on Fifth Avenue. And I introduced myself to her. I had landed an internship at Elle and just couldn't get my foot in the door. You know, I think I tell people this now all the time. It's not what you know, it's who you know. And I was fully experiencing that. I could not get my first job because I didn't know anybody. I'd moved to New York not knowing a soul. And how often have you thought about learning a new language only to be stopped by that memory of yours from the last time you tried to learn a language when it didn't go so well? Okay, maybe it wasn't a language that you were interested in learning, or perhaps all those poorly written textbooks in your sixth grade class weren't that well written after all. I have a great tip for you. It's called Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program around, available on desktop or app, no matter where you choose to learn it or what platform you choose to learn on, Rosetta Stone works and it truly immerses you in the language you choose to learn quicker and easier than you ever imagined to. Maybe you're getting ready to travel abroad this summer and you want to learn a bit of Portuguese, let's say, before your trip. Rosetta Stone can help. I know this firsthand as I did just this before traveling to Portugal last year. I learned Portuguese through Rosetta Stone, and by doing so, I not only got a better grasp of the spoken language of Portugal, but it got me very excited for the trip itself before I went. They even have a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation as you are learning, too. They've got you covered. Rosetta Stone's trusted experts are the real deal. They've been helping people just like you for over 30 years helping millions of people to learn Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and my favorite, Portuguese. The lessons are five to 10 minutes long and include practical exercises so that you can pick up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. No English translations either, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language you are focused on, helping you get the long, term retention you are looking for. And who wouldn't want that? Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Kara Golden Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. In today's world, which I will admit can at times seem filled with too much of the wrong information, it's essential to find a good source that truly gets to the heart of what I want to know. I am super excited about our next sponsor as I've been a big fan of their content for some time now. That sponsor is The Washington Post. Their depth on topics from business to tech isn't just impressive, it's essential reading for me. Whether I'm catching up on the latest tech trends or understanding how the day's news truly impacts my family, the Washington Post is my trusted source. Let's talk specifics. Their business and tech coverage, absolutely top-notch. Just imagine having the most insightful articles at your fingertips, including 
the unparalleled AI reporting from Drew Harwell, or the pulse on tech and online culture from Taylor Lorenz. And the best part? You can listen to articles just like you listen to this podcast, making it perfect for your busy lifestyle. I was just reading an article from one of my favorite Washington Post writers, Frances Stead Sellers. She covers entrepreneurs like myself, but also covers other interesting topics, including health, as well as some very interesting books. I also love getting their For You newsletter, which is their roundup of stories tailored just for my interests, right in my inbox every evening. The Washington Post app is super well done, I think. It makes it incredibly easy to stay up to date and follow my favorite journalists on the go. And if you ever thought that the Washington Post is just about politics, think again. They cover everything under the sun, from climate and culture to crosswords and cooking, providing a world of surprising stories and vital insights. Okay, enough of the love fest that I have for the Washington Post. Here's the deal. Being a listener of The Kara Golden Show has its benefits, and this one is too good to miss. Now is the time to sign up for The Washington Post. Go to WashingtonPost.com slash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. That's 80% off their typical offer. So this is truly a steal. Once again, that's WashingtonPost.com backslash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. Then I introduced myself to Kim and all of a sudden I knew her and she got me my first job at Lucky Magazine and I absolutely loved it. I loved the storytelling. I loved the creation process. Um, I loved building something every month, which is what you're doing when you're making a magazine. But right at the same time, print was slowly going away and digital was starting. And I saw that I've always been really good at, you know, seeing where things are going early on. And I saw that and uh, went to an online startup, which was my boot camp. I mean, I remember when Twitter launched, you know, it was very early days and quickly Estee Lauder called and they actually sent me a list of digital jobs and said, you know, you can pick what you're looking for. And I ended up at Estee Lauder, the brand. I was there for five years. I started all their social media channels. I created their online, all their online content, their influencer marketing department, um, really got to build it from scratch, from nothing. And so that was incredible. And I learned from the best of the best. You know, it's the biggest beauty brand in the world. There's such incredible talent there. But there was things that fundamentally just didn't make sense to me. You know, when you get to Estee Lauder, they give you her biography. It is incredible. If you have not read it, you have to pick it up. It is, you get chills. I mean, you're reading about this female entrepreneur who started so long ago and was fighting against so many things. And she, she was a badass. And then all of a sudden you're in this company that's run by men and you're like, well, wait a minute, you know, that doesn't make sense. And the products aren't good for you. And, you know, none of this is really clicking in my mind. Um, no one's talking about sustainability. And so I left and I had this vision of beauty being better. I had no idea how that was going to materialize, but I started a blog, which I started consulting first. 
I'll, I'll go there. I started just kind of working with all these different brands that had been reaching out to me. And I would say six months after I started consulting, I was like, okay, I want to get back to creating. It's, it's what I naturally want to be doing. And so I started a blog about this journey of, you know, everything from meditation to nutrition, to clean skincare and makeup. And from the day I launched the blog, brands started sending me products to review. And I had to create a beauty closet in my little apartment with all these bins that had labels on them of where everything should go. And one night I went looking for some makeup and I I think I had noticed it, but it wasn't until that moment where it was so visual and that the makeup bin was empty. There was nothing in there. And every other bin was overflowing. And so I went on Instagram that night and I started asking my community, what's up? You know, why is there no good clean makeup? What, what do you like? What don't you like? What would you create if you could create something? And I got into this beautiful conversation that went to like two o'clock in the morning with my community saying extremely clearly what they wanted. And that's where the name of the brand comes from, from our community saying what they want. We go back to that all the time. We call it the feel good five. And it's, you know, these pillars that I think all go back to that idea of not having to compromise of, you know, the products being high performance. That's where our big beauty expertise comes in. Um, the textures and ingredients being incredible. They're always being a, you know, pro earth approach to everything where we think about sustainability from start to finish. And then the products being fun, you know, we makeup is fun and you should, you should have a smile on your face when you're picking something out and applying it and enjoying it. And you should love looking at it on your, in your medicine cabinet or in your makeup bag. But all of that was given to to me by the community. They were the ones that said that. So we're just bringing that to life. I love it. That's so great. So what, what year did say actually start? The end of 2019. Okay. Wow. I, for some reason, I thought it's been around longer than that. So it's, uh, yeah. So, cause you've gotten amazing traction, um, and obviously, uh, launching, you know, just before the world changed in, in so many ways, I'm sure that was challenging in many ways, but on the other hand, I, I really believe that especially now that we're living in a zoom world and people are more concerned about what they're looking like right on the, on the pictures. Um, I would imagine that that would really be helpful to you as well. Yeah. You know, I, I had a, I had a baby during COVID and I also had a business during COVID and it's, wild. You know, I haven't met most of the people that work at Say in person. We've just exploded. And I think a huge part of that is because of our ethos and our products being good for you and, you know, truly being your skincare, your lash care and your brow care and your lip care and all these things that are so nourishing and wonderful. So whether you're in front of a Zoom or in front of people or just wanting to do something nice for yourself, they all, it applies to everything. So true. So how did you fund the company when you, you know, this is your first startup and how did you get going? I mean, we could have a whole conversation about just that, right? So I knew from the minute I started thinking about this, that I wanted to be approaching this in the same way I approached things at Estee Lauder. So this was a big vision from day one. And I knew I needed capital to do that. 
I sold my Estee Lauder stock, which gave me a tiny bit of start working capital. With that, I hired our head of product development and um, uh, someone who worked in finance also from Estee Lauder. So we were this trio of um, big beauty experts. And then we started you know, figuring out the fundraising thing, which is wild if you've never done it before. It's like learning a whole new language and, you know, creating a whole new set of contacts and networks. And I did, uh, I talk about this a lot about starting a list of people that, you know, because I still do that now, if I need to figure something out, you know, I have this vision for our packaging being the most sustainable packaging. And I'm kind of back at square one again of making a list of, you know, who's anybody I know who has talked about this, mentioned it, might have a contact and, you know, starting to reach out and asking for a coffee or a call or anything, and then asking to be connected to somebody they know. And I would say that list was a, ended up being about a hundred people long before I actually raised that first round of capital. That's great. So you did your, just the angel round or did you do a uh, series a, or what was that considered? Okay. So we did a pre-seed cause we hadn't launched yet. So mm-hmm. we raised um, with our lead investor being Unilever ventures, which was my dream partner. They are uh, really at the forefront of mission led businesses. And my, uh, investor there, Rachel Harris is such an incredible partner. She's who the standard I hold everyone to now because she really is just like a senior advisor on my team. And um, so I think we also speak the same language. Like I noticed it from the first call, me having come from Estee Lauder, her being at Unilever, we spoke the same language of, you know, that level of beauty. And so that was an early 2019 that I closed that round. We launched at the end of the year, at the end of, it was like November, end of November. And uh, we just took off. Um, And we, with our announcement that we were going to be launching in Women's Wear Daily, I got a call from Sephora the next day. That's amazing. And so we started those conversations before we even launched the brand. That's so great. And so just by kind of making that list and figuring out who do you know and just start connecting, right? I think that so so often people will think about, uh, you know, just the idea of fundraising, right? And they almost don't even move forward because they get frozen right on this concept. Instead, what I always share with people is figure out what you can do, right? You can make a list. You can start to make a couple of phone calls and start to see how does that, you know, continue to go down uh, the line. And I think that that's really critical. My motto to my, my mantra really is what it became was just, you just have to pick yourself up more times than the next person, because it was really hard. I had never started a business before. I had never fundraised before. I was having to pitch the, you know, say, and this vision and this dream and really this baby of mine over and over and over again. And it can be so disheartening and demoralizing, but I truly believe that if you can get up more times than the next person, or just get up one more time, you'll get there. And and that was what I had to tell myself because it was definitely not easy. It was not, you know, now 
I just closed our second seed and we did it in one week. <laughs> and it was, it was really yeah. cool and exciting and fun and not stressful at all. And that first round is always the hardest. Yeah. Well, and you know, what I think about a lot is that if you can measure yourself backwards, you can actually figure out the progress that you've made, right? It's, uh, mm-hmm. you know, people have always said to to me over the years, and I've kind of scratched my head, like, forget about, you know, forget about that bad meeting, forget about those challenging times. And I've always been kind of you know, in- incubating inside, like, uh, I don't know, like you can always learn a little bit right along the way that maybe, maybe you had a bad fundraising meeting along the way. And then you think back on, you know, why didn't that happen? Maybe I had too many slides in my deck. Maybe they've never invested in a beauty brand ever. Right. And so that they don't really understand what I've, maybe they don't wear makeup, right? <laughs> like they don't, right. All these things that, you know, you sit there and kind of pull out of there. If you look at things backwards, oftentimes you can, you can, and, and you really should celebrate your progress. Cause I mean, this, you've come a long way in addition to starting your family too. I mean, all of that, I mean, it's, a, it's incredible. So you should be really, really proud. Yeah. For that seed round, which I raised, um, right after it was like, you know, we launched in November. I think I raised it like right before COVID hit. So that would have been like February, uh, I was pregnant and I was just wearing like bag year and bag year sweaters, um, hoping that people wouldn't notice when I was fundraising. Cause you never know what they're going to think about that. Yeah, definitely. And it's, uh, yeah, it's, 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 I'm, I can only imagine what a complicated time it was for you, for sure. So the ethical nature of the company is is super deep and obviously ingrained in the products and packaging. And how do you how do you keep this to the heart as you are scaling the company and, and, you know, as you bring in people, obviously from lots of different uh, cultures, as well as, um, you know, maybe product ideas, how do you stay, stay like focusing on that and making sure that your innovations are really, um, you know, stay true to the brand? Wow. That's such a good question. It's something I think about all the time. And we talk as a team about this all the time as well. I think one thing that's really working for us is how much fun we're having. Mm-hmm. The team is really just having a blast. And and I really encourage that. I want everyone to be having a really great time and bringing that positive energy to say and to their own lives. And you know, especially around sustainability and creating clean, clean formulas for heart, for sure. Like we are taking the hard route in everything that we're doing, but we, everybody that comes to say really, I think in their heart on, is aligned in wanting to make the industry, like move the industry forward. But I think even beyond that, they are focused on sustainability in their own lives. So it it really is personal to everyone. And we talk about that in our interviews, for sure. You know, it's something that I talk about when I'm interviewing someone so that they know what they're getting into. Because if you, if you don't care about sustainability, you're not going to want to work at Zay. It is yeah. really hard to figure out how to make a product out of ocean found, found plastic. And it's really hard to calculate your carbon impact. Like it's an extra layer that you don't have to do someplace else. So if you don't care about it. 
I would think it would be really annoying. <laughs> and you, you wouldn't want to be doing it. Well, and I think it's it's uh, coming from somebody who started her brand 16 years ago. What I always share with people is um, I'm very involved in innovation and I've stayed involved in innovation and product development because unfortunately, if you don't, and we've seen some examples of this over the years, it's, you know, you're the one that's, you're on the front lines, right? And it'll it'll be found out along the way. And I think it's just something that you just have to really stay close. It's always easier to have outsource things and have somebody else do it. But I think, you know, you're the one who's, uh, whose name and, uh, and it's your, uh, I don't know if it was your first baby or your second baby, right. Depending on your baby, but it's just, you know, you really care about it. And I think it's just something that you have to, uh, stay true to. And then also I think just putting stakes in the ground. I mean, the number, uh, of times my listeners all, all know I had a book come out in October that really, um, shares the journey of building Hint. And one of the things that I talk about in there is that, you know, you have to be the one as the founder putting stakes in the ground around, you know, what this product is and what the promises to the consumer. And while I think you can change along the way, even dramatically, you have to be honest uh, with the consumer and actually tell the consumer that you're doing that. And, if it's too far astray, um, know that they may leave. And so, I mean, I had investors early on saying to me, especially during the 2008, 2009 financial crisis, maybe uh, we should add stevia to the product and we're an unsweetened flavored water. And, uh, you know, that for me was, you know, a di- that just wasn't what I was doing. And that I've always said, if you're looking for a sweet product, Hint is not your friend. I mean, it is an unsweetened flavored water. We've done caffeine. We've done carbonation. um, We've even done sunscreen and some other products outside. But we are not a product. Our our core product is unsweetened flavored water. And we will not under, while I'm here, do do a sweetened product. It's just not what we do. So there's plenty of other options out there. Well, those are those we, so we, we are going to meet all together as a team for the first time next month. We have all vaccines. And, um, one of the things I'm most excited to work on is these brand differentiators and to dive into those even more, which is exactly what you're talking about. And you're so clear on it. Like your brand is, is much older than say. And so I think as you get older, you get clearer and clearer on it. And that's one of the things I'm most excited to work with the team on is what are the exact words we're using? Um, and what are those like really clear ways in which, you know, say is say that nobody else can say, no one else can say X, Y, and Z. Um, and I think that that's one of the things I'm really excited to work on with the team, um, as we continue to grow and, you know, have it be so clear. Obviously, from your experience at SG Lauder, you know a lot about social, um, you know a lot about the different platforms and influencers uh, in the beauty industry. Do you think that that both of those things are really critical to growing your brand? That was a huge part of our marketing strategy because we didn't have the dollars to be doing the, you know, spending crazy amounts in uh, customer acquisition. So I gave a lot of free product away and did it to people who I knew. That was a big part of our strategy in that we had personal relationships with 
the people that we were sending the product to. And, you know, that came from my background as being an influencer marketing at Estee Lauder. Um, and then our creative director has incredible relationships as well. So it's, you know, it's kind of funny. You go back to that conversation we were having about fundraising and figuring out who, you know, that was the same thing we did with our, our marketing strategy. So when we launched, really all we were focused on was getting the product into the hands of people who would talk about it on social. That was the first place that I saw it. So, and where people were talking about it and, yep. you know, and I think it's a, it's a way to when, where you can seem like a much bigger brand, right. Mm-hmm. But yet also a discovery brand. I talk a lot about that the consumer needs to uh, feel like they're discovering your product. And at least in the beverage industry, and I think it's very true in the beauty industry too, that you want to be, they, the consumer may not tell you that they want to be the first, but they actually, they they want to be that in the know person that is actually recommending it. Totally. Yeah. So I think it's, it's really, really critical. And plus, if it's a great product as yours is, I mean, that help that definitely helps as well. So Obviously, we're hopefully on the tail end of this COVID thing uh, over the last year. What what kind of what did you learn over the past year? And and obviously, you're you know you had just gotten launched, but what do you what did you learn about just running a company and running a business and just overall? I, I always say the challenging times are the times when you can really learn the most and about either your leadership or the or developing a product or, or your, your team, whatever it is. Yeah. I think that for me, what became really apparent was the importance of being soulful as mm-hmm. a founder, as a leader for my team. Um, but then also for our community, you know, mm-hmm. we immediately when COVID happened, we said, okay, what content are we going to be putting out there? And we started a keep glowing series that we do on Instagram, on IGTV. And it's just content for people to help them feel good and keep glowing in this time where it's hard to be glowing and to be positive. And we really, um, thought a lot about, you know, how can we be supportive and be that friend and it had nothing to do with selling product. We were in such a, a we were such babies at that point that we didn't we weren't even that concerned about selling product. We were concerned about surviving. You know, yeah. were we, we would we make it? And the way in which we made it was by being authentic and real and having those conversations and um, you know really tapping into what people were going through in their own lives. I think. One of the, my favorite things we did was a launch for our Sunglow and every brand out there was doing a Zoom for their product launches. Mm-hmm. And I sat there and I was like, no one wants to go on Zoom. Everybody mm-hmm. is Zoomed out. That's the last thing people need to feel good. And so we sent everybody a pizza from John and Vinny's with the product and we made this great playlist and we sent a bottle of wine and we said, go outside, enjoy the sunshine, have a pizza party, put on some great music and do not join a zoom. <laughs> and that was, that was our launch. And, um, and I think that just really resonates with people where you're like, Oh, you're not just pushing product on me and you're not focused on you over me. You're focused on me as a consumer. And yeah. that means a lot to people in their hearts and 
and they appreciate that. And then you get that brand loyalty as a result. Absolutely. It's interesting. One of the things that I think about a lot at the beginning of pandemic, I one of the stories that I talk about in the book, my book had already been turned in, my manuscript had been turned in right before last March, when I, I sort of view that as in the US, that's when every, everything became real. And, uh, and so it was uh, during that time when I realized, uh, I looked back on 2008, 2009, a really, really challenging time to be running a business, obviously, the financial markets crashing and so crazy. And we didn't have enough money in the bank. And so one of the chapters I talk about in the book is during that time, it was really challenging and we almost shut down. I mean, it was just, we didn't know what to do. We couldn't raise money. We, I mean, we were almost too small. We were, it was just, it was really, really crazy. And so during the beginning of the pandemic, that's when I went to my CFO and I said, we need to raise money. And he said, you know, you're crazy. Everybody's on Zoom. All the offices are closed. We're not going to be able to raise the money. And I said, look, we have a great business. We need growth equity. We have to see this happen. And we had about six months of capital in the bank, but we went out and weren't sure whether or not we were going to be able to do it. And we went and raised a couple of years worth of capital right after that. And so I never really understood why we went through that really challenging time as a business. Like, you know, it was just one of those times that you sort of want it to go away. Right. And, and I kept looking back and thinking about 2008, 2009, when the pandemic hit, while it was different, there were some similarities in the feeling of people getting really scared and reacting. And that's when now I look back and I think that was why that was there, that that actually helped me to do the mm-hmm. right thing during the pandemic, to be able to grow the way that we grew. And, um, so anyway, it's a, it's mm-hmm. a, all these challenging times that you have along the way are really, you know, I really believe they're part of your journey and they're just going to help you. You just don't know why, right? But they will help you to become a better leader, a better company, all of these things. Yeah, I, I there is research done on this uh, around businesses that go through a depression or recession or, I mean, I don't know yeah. if they use the word pandemic, but I think you know, now we can say pandemic. And what happens is that they end up being so much more resilient and there aren't as many other businesses launching during that time and the ones that aren't going to make it go away. And so you end up with these really strong companies at the, at the end of it, like what happened with you. Yeah. As long as they didn't freeze. Right. And they were set up. I mean, I, I think complacency will kill businesses. We're now seeing kind of the, Result of that, where there were plenty of entrepreneurs that I know that just obviously they were in categories that were super affected. Um, but in addition to that, if you did nothing. And so I think it's a combination of figuring out what can you do, understanding that there are things that are beyond your control, but really getting creative and figuring out how to not stay complacent is mm-hmm. really kind of the answer to it all. So, well, this is an amazing conversation, Lainey. I'm so excited uh, to really bring your journey and your story and your learnings to this audience for sure. So where can people find, uh, say hello, it's sayhello.com, correct? So you can always go to sayhello.com. You can find us on Instagram at saybeauty.com. 
on TikTok. We're also at Say Beauty. Um, and we are in every single Sephora nationwide in North America and in Canada. And of course, on Sephora.com. I love it. And are you obviously as well on Instagram to follow you and oh, yeah. kind of hear more about your journey? Yeah, my handle is really easy. It's just at Lingney. And um, I talk a lot about on my Instagram, um, what I'm going through as, as a entrepreneur and a mom and trying at the same time to feel good and, you know, what those wellness hacks are with my big thing of lemon water always next to me. I love it. I love it. It's so great. Well, thank you so much. And thank you everyone for coming in and listening and please give Lainey five stars and subscribe to the Kara Golden show. Follow me on Kara Golden um, with an eye on social channels. And finally, if you haven't had a chance to pick up a copy of my book or go on Audible and uh, download it, I read the book and uh, hopefully you'll learn a lot about founders and CEOs and their journeys and their challenges and just overall goodbye for now. Every Monday and Wednesday, come back and see us. And thanks, everyone. Bye. Thank you so much for having me. Before we sign off, I want to talk to you about fear. People like to talk about fearless leaders, but achieving big goals isn't about fearlessness. Successful leaders recognize their fears and decide to deal with them head on in order to move forward. This is where my new book, Undaunted, comes in. This book is designed for anyone who wants to succeed in the face of fear, overcome doubts, and live a little undaunted. Order your copy today at undauntedthebook.com and learn how to look your doubts and doubters in the eye and achieve your dreams. For a limited time, you'll also receive a free case of Hint Water. Do you have a question for me or want to nominate an innovator to Spotlight? Send me a tweet at Kara Golden and let me know. And if you like what you heard, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow along with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Kara Golden. Golden. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.